Rugby League fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach LJ and Squid here bringing you bands from the week that was and of course the week ahead. Now boys, before we kick things off, oh, my Thursday night boys, I went to the Australian International Brewers Association Awards and I decided to bust out the podcast from last week and I pulled out the old NRL Back 3 drinking game and holy Jamal fucking Fogarty, I could barely remember a thing boys. Like fucking hell, after the 20 minute mark, seriously, memory gone. But what a great drinking game, guaranteed to fuck you up. But needless to say, the weekend was a bit of a write-off for me, a bit like the footy actually. But uh, speaking of write-offs, LJ mate, how was your weekend? Fuck, write-off is a great way to describe it. I wasn't at the awards of Coach, but fuck it, I was there in spirits and decided to play the game myself. Now the key issue that I have to describe is that I have a family account of Spotify, and my little daughter Pauline Gallen loves to play songs on repeat. You know, she's an avid listener of the NRL Back 3 podcast, so she just kept hitting play again and again and again. Now, since I was playing the drinking game, I don't actually remember any of the NRL games. So in all fairness, I think, fuck it, draws all round. One point to every team. Let's fuck this round. Let's go to the next one. Squid, what about you? I think we actually might be uh, onto something there, boys. We might have to give our producer, Trob, um, some work to do behind the scenes, and he he can go through all the episodes and find out which one actually has the most drinks in it. You know, we all enjoy a good preload here and there. So we're like, how, how fucked up do you want to get tonight? It's like, boys, you need season two, episode seven. They'll get you lit. Seriously, I'm not going to lie. Worst hangover I've ever had. Like, play the NRL back three drinking game. And this was Thursday night. By Sunday, I was still hungover. That's how bad it became. But uh, anyway, Squid, how are you, mate? Yeah, boys, uh, speaking of shit league over the weekend, the Masters season is back underway. (laughs) And uh, the Squid Stags have kicked off with a convincing 6-2 victory led by none other than everybody's favourite captain, Squid. He put in a performance well-deserving of the 10 post-game Lion Reds, which are a given anyway. I think that's just the standard for everyone, but that's all good. Um, But I think maybe SJ needs to come down and watch and uh, gather some tips of how to play good rugby league i think now i picked up on a little thing there like 10 reds at full time like that sure beats the fucking oranges at halftime i'd rather have reds as well <laughs> mate if you'd rather beers than oranges come play some masters mate you'll never regret it Whew. the funny thing is actually that the price of oranges due to countdown a fucking skyrocketed <laughs> so you get yourself a 12 box of lion reds for cheaper so you might as well share them around at halftime hell yeah fuck it i'm keen all right, boys, move on over to Hell Good, because that sounds fucking delicious. But Squid, mate, kick us off. Boys, speaking of not remembering the footy on the weekend, I'm just super coach pumped for Origin coming up. It's one of the main things I circle in my calendar every year. It's above my anniversary, it's above Christmas, and it's above LJ's birthday. It's just one of those things that is a guaranteed entertainment night in the calendar. Let's go. Ah, yeah, Squid. Origin's just around the corner. And you know what? On the weekend, I also had to say goodbye to all my Queensland Origin friends, or so-called friends, as I like to call them, as I won't be speaking to them for the next three weeks. I had to give them a little kiss and a slap on the backside and say, (laughs) uh, well, I didn't really have to say good luck because I don't want them to win. But uh, I won't be speaking to a few of those friends for at least three to six weeks. But uh, we'll see how we go. But for me, how good, boys, on the weekend was the Rabbit's second-half performance. Jesus Christ, that's the team I remember. Sure, it was against the West Voldemorts, but I'll take it. This is the confidence grower that the boys needed before the buy round. And Jesus Christ, did they need it because they were looking pretty shit. But now they get to stay erect over the break, relax, and have a little sneaky, cheeky squid grin on their faces while they do it. <laughs> Love it. Not the old erect, uh, cheeky squid grin. 
You know what, Coach? I'm a big fan of a week and a half long erection, but I'm also a bigger fan of you know who? The Rabbits. <laughs> Ever since that second half against the West Tigers, fuck, I am a true South supporter. <laughs> There's nothing like seeing a bit of history, you know, with AJ taking over the all-time try scores list for the Rabbits. But you know who he took it off? The worst origin player in history, a.k.a. Nathan Merritt, a.k.a. the speed bump, a.k.a. why the fuck is he out there? He's shithouse. AKA, is that squid out there? Same haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but boys, if that's got you worried, a Nathan Merritt haircut, Jesus Christ, we are heading back to something that I never thought we would ever see again and worried as. Squid. Yeah, it was a, I think this one was a bit of a surprise to all of us when we saw it on the uh, register for this week. But boys, I am no longer worried as, as I have given up on the final stream for the 2022 season. I'm starting to put all my focus into next year is our year. But what's got me worried on, on the way is how we're going to finish this season. I feel as if the wooden spoon threat is real, but somehow we're still sitting in 12th spot and only four points away from those doggies. And we are the first team to have over 300 points scored against us. And I feel like it's only just going to get worse from here. It's not really one of those milestones you want, but I mean, hey, the round 25 cannot come soon enough for this uh, Warriors supporter. Fuck, I honestly didn't even know this was still a section, boys. I gave up with the Warriors back in like round four, I reckon. <laughs> Hate to cut my thoughts short on this one, boys, but in all honesty, I'm searching the bottom of the fucking barrel to not completely give up my membership and piss this organization off. From the owner, to the CEO, to the coach, to the fucking players, the only thing holding me back is my boy, Joshua Curran. Ooh, coach is fired up. Starting to fire me up. But you know what? This deserves its own section. So let's go to the Warriors' favourite section, Muppet of the Week. NRL Muppet of the Week. All right, boys. I know I said I was going to cut my thoughts short, but fuck it. Here we go. All right, let's start off with this fucking Matt Lodge situation where, seriously, the guy says that he doesn't want to play for the team anymore, and the owner comes out and says, you know what? Sweet as, bro. We'll grant you a release, and you know what? We'll pay for your season next year as well. Go play rugby union on the weekend and have a good time. Like, we'll look after you, mate. We've jeopardized our salary cap next year to make sure that this guy doesn't play for us when he just says, oh, I don't want to play for you anymore. We go and pay for him. Nah, fuck that shit. You say, bro, if you don't want to play for us, then piss off, mate. We're good. But that's on you. That's not on us. That's not on the club. You're the one fucking getting a free paycheck every fucking weekend. It's fucks me off because Matt Lodge should have been a great player, should have been a good addition to the Warriors team. But, dude, the guy was taking the piss and the Warriors are fucked up by paying him for a whole nother season. So this is going to mean that next year we're fucked already. What are your thoughts, boys? Jump in. Bro, pass me that fucking fire this way. I've had to fire off on Matt Lodge myself. What an absolute cunt. Now, besides him being that outside the game, but he joined the New Zealand Warriors. He didn't join the Redcliffe Warriors. He joined knowing that he had to go back to New Zealand. He's like, oh, I don't think my missus would like it there. I'm like, well, maybe don't sign for us then. But I'm really pissed off about the 700k. Like, if you look at teams at the moment, the teams that are at the extent of the salary cap can't afford good players. Now, we have a trouble bringing people over, but 700k, shit, that's a lot. But also, I feel if he signs with another team, that 700k should go because that ruins two people's salary caps and he's getting double paid. Now, that seems illegal in my books. This is the thing. He's not even a $700,000 a year player. Like You've got Kane Haas, who is like the premium prop in the NRL, can't even get a million. He's on like 850 or something like that, 800. And you're saying that Matt Lodge is only $100,000 less as good as him? 
No fucking way. Like, we didn't even want Matt Lodge in the first place, but then when he started filling into the team, we were like, oh, we actually need a little bit of aggression because the Warriors have always been fucking handbag-wearing blouses. And, you know, oh, maybe this guy can make a little bit of a change. But, you know, he's coming and he's like, oh, you know, I actually just wanted to get a little bit of exposure. Never really wanted to play for you guys. I'm not happy. I don't want to go to New Zealand. Eat a dick. It's just like he has taken the fucking Warriors organization for a ride. I think his management is better than who we spoke about last week's management that got that fucking player option. Oh, yeah, mate. You're talking about Jack Bird, but enough about Matt Lodge. Let's talk about this fucking management. Like, you got the owner coming out saying, oh, mate, this is all my fault. Then you got the coach coming out saying, oh, no, no, this is my fault. Fucking Spartacus is coming out out next, and he's going to say, hey, I'm Spartacus. But fucking hell, seriously, this team... In all honesty, is fucking piss weak. We've proved that this year. We have no fucking defense, and guess what? Premierships are fucking built off fucking defense. So it's hopeless, boys. Like I'm so fucking disappointed in this team. I am a diehard Warriors supporter. Have been since fucking '95. And seriously, man, I'm looking for reasons to fucking jump ship, eh? But I don't know. I was talking to one of my boys the other day, just saying I kind of hope that they go under because that gives me the reason to fuck this team off. Like fuck. Gives, gives you the little the easy out. But I mean, hey, if they want to pay me uh, 700k for the rest of this year and next season to take the blame, then fuck, hey, it's my fault too. But that's poor management. That's what I'm talking about. It's fucking piss poor management and it starts at the top. you got piss poor management, piss poor players. And yeah, it's just fuck like, dude, it's insane. How is this a professional fucking football team? You left out piss poor coaching. Now, Fuck it, I'm going to throw a few ideas in here because anything's better than the shit they put up. You know what? Move us down to Christchurch. Move the Warriors down to Christchurch. Put them with Canterbury. Learn how to win. Move them to Wellington. Learn how to fucking win. Develop some players. Shit, we have a whole country. Was it 5 million people here? You saying you can't give me 25 players that know how to play? Fuck that. You know what? Bring in Shane Flanagan. I mean, he might do something with the Peds, but you know what? <laughs> Bring him in. Get a defensive mindset get some players who actually want to play for us and not just retiring Kiwis players and just put it forward because I'm sick of us signing players in and then wanting to leave. Dude, you kind of nailed on the head, eh? Like the coach, looking at that broadcast after the game last weekend, he is so passive. You can tell that he's got no game plan. He's not stern. He's basically letting the guys run amok and he's scratching his head as to what's going wrong. When I know that every fucking Warriors supporter can see what's going on, and that's basically no defense and no game plan. You got one of the best players in the game five years ago, Sean Johnson, who doesn't know how to play rugby league. It's insane. Yeah, you're right, coach. They've got no game plan. They've still got the old game plan of kicking it to Manu. I mean, we all saw Sean Johnson right at the end of the game trying to kick it to Manu out of the stadium and back into New Zealand. It was just fucking ridiculous. Like... Why, why give up? What, like, There is no way if you're a professional athlete to ever give up like that on the field. Give up on the field? What about off the field? Fuck, we had a slew of coaches. We had top three ranked coaches we could have picked from. Jeff Toovey. Fuck, I hate Jeff Toovey with a passion. You know why? Because he was amazing for Queensland. Imagine having him as your coach. Fuck, you would drive some passion into the team. Oh, fucking, to quote the great man, this is ridiculous. But fuck, I'm sick of talking about the Warriors. Let's move on away and talk about antics of the week. Now, Coach, I hope you've got a little bit left in you to talk about the Warriors because I'm bringing up Chit or CHT himself. So where is he off to now? Now, first of all, I've got a bit of an inside knowledge on this. So Chit has decided he's had enough of playing for the Warriors decided that instead of losing, 
who'd prefer a normal nine to five job. Now word on the street is he is in his third interview of Decker. Good luck, mate. Happy to be a reference. But if you need to kick some stock up on the shelves higher than six feet, then maybe the job's not for you. Coach. Oh, come on, LJ, mate. We all know that he hasn't got the balls for that role, but <laughs> I actually heard that he's heading off to audition for the new Game of Thrones spinoff coming out later on this year. And he's looking at playing the part of Hugo the eunuch. <laughs> now, I was speaking to his agent, and you know what? He actually said he might have the part because the production company are going to be saving a fuckload of cash from all the prosthetics and special effects <laughs> that they'd usually have to use. So looking forward to it. I'm going to love that show regardless of what happens, but I'm begging for you there, Chit ball begging jeez it seems like he's one of the smart ones trying to get out of this organization but i've actually heard uh, something a little little bit different boys because you know he, he is a big fan of the podcast and he listened to that episode a few weeks ago when uh, debbie's donuts had some vacancies going and he's he's tried a few of these donuts and he's not really willing to wait till uh, he, they get embarrassed with a 50 nil loss or 30 nil loss or an 80 nil loss or anything to zero because we know it's coming how shit these guys are playing so he just wants to get them without the embarrassment, and I think that's uh, pretty smart if you ask me. So speaking of Debbie's Donuts boys, we actually have a applicant this week, and it is, of course, LJ's probably fifth favourite team now, and that is the North Queensland Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a fan of the Cowboys, eh? <laughs> Losing 22 zilch to the Penny Panthers. Now this is where the story would normally end, but we have a plot twist. As we all know, Melbourne Storm are known for bending and breaking the rules, and this week they decided to intercept the delivery to the Cowboys, and they took eight of them away, sending only 22 to reflect the score of their game. Now, when talking to the Money Man uh, Munster Monday morning about it, I asked why, and his response was, we here at the Melbourne Storm feel like that eight points scored by Manly deserves eight donuts, and it worked out well with the 22 nil donuts with the Cowboys. I had to follow up to see if there was anything behind this prank and money goes, not really, it's just an underlying philosophy we have at the club. I was like, oh yeah, what's that? Fuck Manly. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely love it. If anything, I love that rule. That's, that's the best rule in, in rugby league, in all honesty. I think it's an NRL philosophy, isn't it? Not just a not just a Melbourne thing. It really is. Oh, I love fuck Manly, but also fuck everyone else who doubts me because we're off to Super Coach Corner. Because he's a Super Coach, Super Coach. He's Super Coach, eh? And it is raining chicken again. <laughs> Holy fucking Luya. Went to bed, one point deficit. Woke up, four point win. Fucking take it, BC. And you wouldn't believe me, it has taken me to the top of the ladder. Now, you know what? This week, Scotty, I've got a proposition for you. I'm sick of these teams playing 17 versus 17. That's absolute horseshit. I want to put your best four out versus my best four. <laughs> and let's just play 4v4. Fuck it. No trades. You're not no captains. 4v4. You've heard it here first. I've laid down the challenge. What have you got, Squid? Shit, might have to drop uh, something on the Facebook page there and call Scotty out, see if he's man enough to do it. We'll even back it up. Oh, fuck, boys. Definitely not how I planned last week to go. Drop down to fourth in an unfamiliar territory. Serves me right for not touching my team for a few weeks now. Got to still figure out how to use those trades. But I had three <laughs> big guns sitting on the bench and got super fucked over in my auto-emergency. Had 67 points sitting pretty and the win until some fuckhead from Canberra called Schiller plays 30 seconds, scores four points, stripping of over 60, and costs me the victory and the top spot. I am livid, but yet I still won't do anything about it. Not yet, anyway. 
Um, so, Scotty, well done on you, mate. Uh, you got the win. I think you actually bet me with a team of 13. Uh, and I guess it's uh, squids back to the to the drawing board. Kosh. Love it. But, boys, I'm actually going to be taking us to look ahead this week. And I'm going to come out and say what everyone else is too scared to say. Fuck Brad Fiddler and fuck <laughs> Billy Slater. They've literally thrown my entire Supercoach team into their, their fucking origin sides. Seriously. In some cases, it's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> they came out as complete shockers. Fuckwit Fittler came out and named Joseph Sawali in the fucking reserves. And my captain, Nico Hines, is 18th man. What a fucking waste. And old Billy fucking Nobles thinks he's being a funny cunt by naming Ruben Cotter at 13. He's a fucking hooker. And then Dearden is 18th man. Fucking Dearden, no way he's an origin player. This week's head-to-head -head should have been an easy win for me against the fucking squid easy beats as I'd really planned around the players who aren't playing Origin. And fuck me, they've named basically everyone that I didn't think were going to play Origin into their team. So fuck State of Origin, because Supercoach is not happy. After fucking Billy Slater and fucking Brad Fittler, let's get into some Origin talk, I reckon. We have got Origin Edition Game to Watch. Yeah! We got some games to watch. We got some games to watch. Weekend. Origin Edition. How's that for an intro? Nib, 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 That's right, lads and Liz. Origin Series is back, and we have the morons trying to take on our series champions, the New South Wales. I've had a look at the team list, a couple of surprises in there for me, and I was hoping Critter over Stags in that centre spot and Fox over Tupo. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed about the hooker selection. Blues have gone with Cookie Monster over Little Uppy, and also this Queensland team isn't a bad one either. She looks strongest that they've had for the last five series. I'm sure LJ's going to agree, as long as they keep selecting Ponga, victory for the Blues. Up the Blues! Oh, I do love a speed bump at the back, and happily for Ponga, he is there, baby. But honestly, fucking excited for this game. But one thing's caught me off guard, and that's selecting Crichton over Hines at 14. This gets me a bit worried, as the 14th jersey has started to become one of the most important jerseys in the game in State of Origin. You don't often see a center come on and make an impact. For me, Hines is a big body who can play the whole backline and even a floating 13 if needed. This is the part that has me worried because I don't think Crichton can have an impact from the bench and I don't like it. Yeah, she's going to be a hard one to guess, boys. I honestly don't know where I'm going to go with the TAB. Obviously, I want the Blues to win, but those starting sides are looking fucking pretty epic. But lucky it's only 17 or 18 on 18 because those fucking reserves, sheesh. Name me one player on that list who you guys would think have that origin caliber. There isn't one, but uh, fuck it now. Thank God. Let's hope that none of the blues drop out because that's a pretty piss weak fucking reserves list. But um, looking forward to it. Origin's always a highlight. And I've already said it. All you Queensland friends out there listening to the podcast, fuck you and I'll see you in a month. Do you know who Saifidi knows his way around a long way? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his game on the weekend against or for the Knights? Jesus fucking hell. The commentators were actually saying, Oh, he's not really aiming up to get that Origin jersey, and then they gave it to him anyway. Or at least a faux jersey, that number 20. Well, they gave him a sympathy jersey, because they're like, maybe we don't want him playing this weekend. But who's your 1v1, coach? 1v1s? Well, Jesus Christ, it doesn't get better than this. I've got Paulo versus Papali'i. 
And fucking hell, this is what Origin is all about. Big, beefy boys slapping beef. And we've got two of the biggest beefy boys in the NRL going head-to-head -head in this one. And I'm fucking salivating at the wealth. Bring me that fucking barbecue sauce because, whoo, this is going to be glorious. <laughs> Bring me some of that sauce because daddy loves it. Nom, nom, <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Squid, who you got? Fuck, Coach, I'm going to be heading to Paul Vaughan's house with a bottle of that barbecue sauce for a beautiful, beefy barbecue. But for me, boys, I'm keen to see Tino and Haas go at it again. We all know their mates off the field and used to play together back in the day. We all know they have squared off at Origin. We know they aren't afraid to throw down, if it calls for it, a little bit of fisting cuffs. And I want to see it again. Bring back the old school, no-nonsense Origin where the rules just don't fucking apply. I mean, I fucking love some fisticuffs, but fisticuffs is like the next level. <laughs> Jeez, that's a whole different ball game. You picked up on that one, did you? Well, it's actually got nothing to do with balls at all, Coach. That's the problem. <laughs> that makes me a bit worried about my 1v1 if you're talking about fisticuffs, but I've put up Katoni Staggs versus Valentine Holmes. Now, Holmes is a fucking Origin player and has been performing on the Origin stage since he's made it. Versus Staggs, you know what? He only plays well when there's a big game on the line. So this is the biggest stage. Fucking pull your game together. Let's fucking rock and or rumble because I want to see it in the centers. Well, speaking of the biggest stage, boys, you cannot get any bigger than Miss Heard It Here first. And we're going to head over there right now for a little special edition. Origin Edition. Well, from that drum roll, everybody knows that it's their favorite section. Miss heard it here first, and Trob, the producer, is actually coming out with a banger. And surprise, surprise, it is the Blues versus the Maroons. Now, we're going to change things up this week as well. Obviously, the West Tigers are pretty shit, and we're not going to bet on them. But this week, boys, make a wild prediction for this Origin game coming up next Wednesday. And if it comes true, keeping in mind it has to be wild, you have to place a $10 bet on Queensland winning game two. Ooh. The stakes have doubled. Ooh wee. Yeah, LJ, mate, you're up first. Let's go. Well, fuck it. Put me in first, coach, because I've got hope dreams. I reckon. And hear it out. Payne Haas, 200 meters gained. He's getting 200 running meters in his first game of origin. He might get subbed off, but I think he's got 200 in them. He might have to do about eight and a half runs for that. Shit. The way he's going to fucking tear those maroon forwards a new anus, which make it great for fisting cuffs. But let's see if I can follow that up, uh, LJ. I reckon that just with the theme of, well, a lot on this podcast and a lot over professional sport everywhere, I actually think there's going to be a streaker in this game. Ooh. And I have a funny feeling that... Um, Val Holmes loves a little sneaky cheap shot. I reckon he might actually tackle the bass today. I reckon that should be a $20 bet for you guys. Fuck it. If Val Holmes cannot miss the tackle and tackle a streaker, I'll put 50 bucks on. Oh, well, last week, boys, obviously made the wild prediction that Reese Walsh made 50 tackles, and Jesus Christ, I don't think he made three. But this week, boys, for Origin, this is the big stage. This is where the Titans reach for the stars and turn it into their own. And I'm going to come out right now and say that Kalen Ponga is going to make 50 tackles in Origin. He's named it fullback. And Jesus Christ, you know what? Those two-headed Queenslanders love a bit of physicality. And Kalen Ponga is going to come out swinging. He is a Kiwi. He was born in New Zealand, which 
basically means that he's a Queenslander. But he should also be a tough man. Kiwis are tough, aren't they? Caleb Ponga, 50 tackles. What do you guys reckon? If he's two-headed, does that double his tackle count? Yes. <laughs> 100 tackles. There you go. Now, do those high marsh tackles count where you just roll over the calf? Oh, 100%, mate. If it's on the stat sheet, it absolutely counts. But, you know, Origin is all about one thing, and in my opinion, it's about punting. So let's head on over to TAB time, boys. TAB, Origin edition. Okay, boys, it's fucking Origin time. You know what that means? Getting drunk on Wednesday, staying up late. You know what also it means? Flopping it out and putting $20 worth of bets on. That is four $5 bets on this game on the Wednesday. So you've got to split it up, whatever you want. But I've got first try score. I have Brian. Then I'm locking in any time try score. I have that awkward, gangly motherfucker that no one wants in their team, Liam Martin, to score. I've also got halftime lead to be eight points by the Blues. And fuck it, first scoring points will be the Knights. We'll take the two. The Blues are locking in the two points to start off the game. What have you got, Swid? Woo, LJ, that's some pretty solid options there. But I'm going with your favorite Penrith Panther player, Isaac, yo, yo, to score the first try. And sticking with the second row theme, I'm going to go with Ryan Madison for an anytime try scorer. Bring in those biceps off the bench to slam the ball down. And also I'm predicting five tries to three towards New South Wales, of course. And Blues to lead with a halftime, full-time, double-double and stake the victory. Now, I don't know about you princesses, boys, but I'm going to spend that whole 20 bucks on one bet. I've got hairs on my chest and hairs on my balls. And boys, I'm going to go with the Panther theme and say that Luai is going to be the first try scorer of this Origin series. Imagine if this fella scores first and the cheeky bants that he's going to come up with spitting at the Queensland players. It's just going to be perfect. I love this fella when he's digging into some two-headed fucking pieces of shit. And you know what? 20 bucks on Luai. Make it happen. Be a man. Make one bet, not four. Put a house on it. It's a gosh damn guarantee. But boys, LJ, mate, I heard that you've got a little bit of a sneaky question from our email account. I sure do. Actually received one from a John Adokart. Uh-huh. Uh, did Fittler do the right thing by cutting Josh Adokar from the team? I mean, his form hasn't been there, but I feel like I, I mean, he deserved a spot. What do you think the media experts should say on this? What do you think? Great question there, Josh. Sorry, John. Um, I think Adokar being left out of the team is a little bit of a miss for me. I think that he should definitely be there. We know what he can and has done in the origin field before. And Gus Gould said it best is you can't coach speed. And that is something that he has and something that we could actually use as a weapon next Wednesday night. Oh, I'm going to completely disagree there, Squid. Josh had to know that he was signing for the Bulldogs, which basically meant that he was not guaranteed for Origin. In fact, it almost denied him any chance of getting into Origin. Look at some of their best players. None of them have ever been to Origin. Clemmer went there, lost his spot in Origin, went back to the Knights, still not in Origin. So it's a career destroyer. And seriously, that guy should not have been surprised that he didn't make the team. Do you reckon it was written into his contract that he will not make Origin with signing for the Bulldogs? Yeah, Aaron Witts did the same. He signed the same contract. Went there, lost his spot, and now look at him. Fuck, he's playing like shit. Used to be one of my favorite players. <laughs> yeah, man, the Sharks got rid of him because he couldn't make Origin. Well, this is going to be a first. I'm going to disagree with Koch, but agree with Squid, but also disagree with Fittler. But fuck it. Why is Daniel Tupo on the team? 
is an absolute sack of shit on that wing. I would have even had Taylor May. Fuck, at least he's been on the Penrith Wingers Association. He knows how to score a try. But really, you've got to bring in Josh Adokar. Surely, just speed, aggression, terrible dance moves, a horrific laugh. I'm sorry, what am I trying to go on about now at the moment? Oh yeah, Josh Adokar for the team. What you're missing, mate, and what this question is missing is where the fuck was Phoenix Crossland? Just putting it out there. Seriously, he's about to make his debut in a couple of weeks. Where the fuck was his name on the team list, boys? I don't know. Future Immortal, Phoenix Crossland, what the fuck's going on? Anyway, boys, that actually brings us to an end of this week's podcast. And you know what? Next week, half the sides have a sneaky little buy, and so will the NRL back three boys. So we won't be here next weekend, but we will be all over the social media that is on Facebook, Instagram, and you can catch us on that sneaky email as well, nrlback3 at gmail.com. And we will be on fire all week. So keep in touch, sing out, have a laugh, and we'll see you guys back here in a couple of weeks right here on the NRL back three podcast. Uh, well, maybe should LJ kick us off? <laughs> Tell you who can't kick us off, and that's chit. Ha, 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 ha.